Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello. How art thou? Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience. <laughs> you can be Donna Valentine at Walmart. <laughs> You'll be near the single-use lawn chairs. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. No, I'll wait. It's it like the idea. Single-use lawn chairs seem really funny in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, gosh. No, 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 Donna. I think what you did prior to this was good. Thank you. Career-wise, you know? I didn't spend 30 years. I spent 20 and a yeah. half. Thank you. Would you have ever thought you were going to shift into pop culture no. radio? Never, ever. That's because it barely exists anywhere. We're like the only ones doing it. This is the only station I believe in the country, if we're not mistaken. We were certainly the first in the country to do this. Yeah, I bet you can get a lot of this on Sirius. Yeah. But we, we don't want to steer people there. Yeah, no. let's get people let's right here. Terrestrial yeah. radio. Yeah. Plus, right. you, you want to listen to two people who are like feeling their way through a dark room. And that's what it's like with Donna and Steve. <laughs> the experience. Mm. I like it. Um, Rocco, did you know that Steven Patterson finished Squid Game? I did not know it until I saw yeah. the show sheet today. Mm-hmm. How and far I, are I'm, you? I'm on five, I think. How Listen, many are there? You need 10, to get maybe. You need to get rolling, and I'll tell you this: episode eight is only thirty-two minutes. Oh, good. Okay. So you get a you get a short little one. I just finished <laughs> right, the Steve. tug of war episode. It kind of left a, a cliffhanger, so I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing how that. Is there like one. a snake pit? What's happening with the tug of war thing? What's no? Under it's just there? the ground. It's just about you okay. know eighty feet down. You oh. lose tug of war, and oh no! Yeah. There's only one way to lose, and it's to lose Guys, forever. Guys, this is a terrible show. <laughs> this but, is just not Rocco, right. No, but here's the thing. I talked Squid Game earlier with Don. Okay, because yeah, they and she and I both finished it. I won't spoil it. They, I'll just tell you that they do a a, a really nice job of telling a story and wrapping a story up for any season is difficult, and. They could make a season two of this or not. I heard that they were, and I was like, I don't want them to make a season two of this. I heard this like midway through me watching it. Uh, but I haven't seen it confirmed, so I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true or not. But you could leave it. You could pick it up again. But it, story-wise, they, they, they ended up just weaving a real interesting story. And I get it. Like, for Donna, she's not going to watch it because of the gratuitous Tarantino on steroids style bloody violence. Mm-hmm. And that ain't my jam, typically. But man, I, I got to credit the story. In the same way that Ted Lasso, 
normally, you know, Steve Pruderson over here, like, Lou and I don't like shows that are just, just dropping, like, F-bombs left right, and right. There's right. something about Ted Lasso that we're, we're like, all right, because you know, like, the good guy's winning out. Same thing with Squid Game. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the Tarantino-style violence, but just like Tarantino does, there's usually a pretty well-told story through right. all of that, and you get this same thing. Um, there is... I want you to finish it, Rocco. And I, I will. I want to talk with you about some things. I'm into it. There's a few shows where I I'm get a in a few, bro. and I'm like, eh, my f-. like I'm. I only watched a few of Sweet Tooth. I only watched a few of um, that one on Netflix about the serial killer in Thailand. I'm like, yeah, mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm moving away from this. But Squid Game, I'll finish it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. just they, they do a nice job. I am a little jealous, but I'm not going to let it get to me. <laughs> You're not going to try to catch up, Donna? No, I'm not. You sure? Yes, I am. All right, now something violent, but less violent. I watched a big heavyweight championship boxing match over the weekend on Twitter. And I have to tell you, I think this is my favorite way to watch things. On, oh, wait, so on you, Twitter? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so there, is a, there was a, uh, a trilogy fight, which means the third fight in a... It means the third fight. Tyson Fury, <laughs> big strong guy, calls himself the Gypsy King against uh, uh, Dante Wilder. That sounds right. Yeah, and uh, they had fought twice before. Once it was a split decision. Then Tyson Fury won the second time around, and then this was the one to really settle the score. And uh, it was—I just watched it on Twitter. It was trending. The Fury Wilder fight. If you were on Twitter at all on Saturday, hmm. this is this big heavyweight championship boxing match, which there aren't a lot of that capture the attention of the country like they used to back in the day with Holyfield and Tyson and uh, Lennox Lewis. And we're outside of that era of boxing, especially with the rise of MMA. So it's rare that you get a big boxing bout that people really want to watch. And uh, this one was good. So I watched on Twitter, meaning they would just give updates and some video. You could easily find video, not not like the illegal live streaming stuff, but video. Excuse okay. me. Because it was about 80 bucks to order it. Oh my gosh, $80. really? Yeah. But it's free if you want to watch it on Twitter in like 12 second video snippets. So then you okay. get commentary. I see. And then I would refresh it. And then they would say, here's the official update. Here's who we ranked the round or score the round for. And here is, um, here's a little video of the knockdown that we were talking about. It was a very fun way for me to, uh, to watch the match. Rocco, you're my fellow squid, bro. You're yeah. my, my sporting bud. Did you watch? I did not watch it in real time or anything, but I did watch the highlights, and holy cow, that looked really entertaining. Like, both guys got knocked down at least once. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, one guy not got knocked down twice. The other guy got knocked down three times, including a highlight reel knockout in the 11th round, 11th of 12 rounds. So it was old school. Usually boxing matches, they just hug the whole time. Right. You're like, oh, man. Because how many times, I mean, I don't, I, I've been burned before, actually, sp- spending the money. Mm-hmm. Getting a bunch of guys together, and then you're right, just a bunch of hugging. You're like, well, I spent 80 bucks on this? This these looked entertaining. Were, they were big dudes, Donna. They, these guys must each be like 6'4", long oh, arms. Wow. And were just throwing big punches at each other for 45 minutes. And, uh, and it was great. And all big stars were there. It was just a major event in Las Vegas. And so it was kind of cool to see a throwback heavyweight boxing match over the weekend so i watched it cheaply on twitter uh real quick real quick good news about our buddy george clooney he's single is not single still (laughs) with a mall but 
he is not going to be running for president. Oh, this is great. We applaud great you, news. George. Thank you, George. With, with these celebrities that we love, like George Clooney and whatever, whether we agree with your politics or not, it's not about that. It's we want to enjoy you as a celebrity. Yeah. And George said, you know why I'm not getting into politics? Because I want to have a good life. <laughs> That's what he said. That's smart. I just want to have a good I life. I don't want to get involved in this. And he said that he and Amal have had these conversations recently that they are, you know, George is 60. Yeah. And he said yeah. in 20 years, no matter how good I eat, or what my lifestyle is, I'm going to be 80. That is an unavoidable number. And so we need to really curate life in a way that we are living it the way that we want to these next 20 years. So a a gubernatorial run, probably not the right play. Okay, We're friends. Hey, uh, speaking of 60, I have a study that has to do with how a certain percentage of older men feel self-conscious about one particular ailment what i will tell you what it is and uh older men see if you agree when we come back according to a new study on my talk good morning welcome back to the donna and steve experience on, thank you on my talk 1071 everything entertainment you guys are my buddies yeah yeah yeah. That doesn't sound like no, no, no. I'll do it again. No, no, no. <clears throat> you yes. guys are my buddies. Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh, you said it. Thanks, Steve. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. Okay, so Steve, you ever use that bottle that I gave you for Christmas? So you're talking about the urine bottle. Yeah, I gave you two, actually, I think. Yeah, you did. You gave me two, and this was after I confessed mm-hmm. vulnerably that one day while stuck in two-hour-plus winter traffic, uh-huh. essentially at a standstill, I should say, legally, um, I had to urinate in a bottle. Uh, I think it was a Gatorade bottle. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you were like, so you got me two. Kind of like a bedpan for my car. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a hospital-grade Yes. Bedpan. Yeah, yeah. But um, that has a that has a top to it, so you can screw it shut, so it doesn't get all over the place. What if I said I haven't used it? But I would be surprised. Still have it. Where do you keep it? One of them is in the uh, drawer of mine at the my Twin Cities Live desk, which makes no sense. Correct. Um, how about if you leave one in your glove box? Yeah, yeah. That's you will a good... thank me someday. No, I thought of it the other day. There have been days when I've driven and thought, oh, man, I really have to go. Mm-hmm. And then I think, where is that thing? Yep. I treated it as a silly gag gift instead of a real yeah. utility. I'm I sorry. I don't do gag gifts. I am very thoughtful. Spell it backwards, gag. <laughs> okay, so the reason I ask is because as we get older, you know, our bodies don't operate as smoothly as they did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. So according to a new survey, nearly one in three men aged 60 and older say they feel self-conscious about how often they have to pee. Hmm. Most of the time, it's just, you know, an inconvenience, but 40% of older men say they've had a close call where they've had to relieve themselves in an improvised spot like a park or a yard, mm. or an alleyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other people did not get, um, or they did get more creative using a plastic bottle in a traffic jam. Okay, okay, good. 
I'm not alone. You're not. And it's enough of an issue that 30% of older men say they make a mental note of where to find bathrooms when they're out and about. For and, sure. you know, it's it's the prostate thing, you know, yeah. having to pee a lot and then maybe not producing as much urine as you thought you were going to. And so it's lots of little pees. Yeah. I, I think you guys should just talk to your doctor. Yeah, I think I got to get my uh, <laughs> get a prescription. Is a, is, a, is a prostate, that's, a, that's a, the, when they check it through your butt, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I could. Do yeah, that. Rocco. Yeah, we talked about this once while you were gone. I think Donna it was not good. Yeah, that's the butt sure. check. Okay, as opposed to the front check. Correct. The front check, I am morally opposed to. It's weird, but if you knew what women went through, I would... just think I know that you say this, and I know that women have it worse. I just want to say that. We get our booby squeeze. I know we get clamps and all sorts of stuff. I, I understand. I understand. You're. I'm just saying. This the specific entry point of our frontal region uh-huh. is a lot smaller, and I think more sensitive mm, okay. than yours. What do you think? You're better than us? I don't say. I'm not saying I'm better hey. than you. You kidding me? Men are the worst. Women, the year of the woman. Big fan of women. Would right. love to see more women. Okay, By sorry. the way, so this um, this 911 call is going viral of, you know, first of all, 911 is for emergencies, as in real ones, not bathroom emergencies. You don't call 911. But there was a guy near Toronto who recently did just that. He called 911 because he was sitting in traffic and really needed to pee. <laughs> he asked for an ambulance. Rocco, I believe we've got this call. Oh, you're right. Let me click on that. Okay, so this is what not to do when um, using 911. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just did a thing with a thing. Okay, Here you go. You're doing great. Right. You're doing great. 911, Chief Police, Hello? fire, uh, ambulance. Any police? Yeah, the police. Yes. Where's the emergency? Actually, the thing is that I have to pee, and these guys are not moving. You have to pee. Yeah. This is your emergency that you have to pee. Yeah. And yeah. how are the police going to help you urinate? I have to pee, man. But I'm not sure what you like me to do that you have to urinate. I can't help you with that. I have to pee, man. <laughs> That's it? That's all we got? That's that was all we got? Wow. It was a good uh, 14 Don't seconds. Don't call 911. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. He was panicked. He was panicked. He wasn't trying to ruin the system. He was panicked. Do you think people still call 411? Not as often. <laughs> my mom, if I had a nickel, I feel like my mom used to say once a week, call 411. Call 411. And 411 is where you would get the number to a place, right? If yeah, you needed like, the hi, number. can I get the number for Patterson? Steve, thank you. What city, please? Remember Just Alaska? a moment. You could call to get the time and temp. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You could? Yeah. Well, no, it's information, but you can't just call I mean, no, there's a different number things. for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there still a time and temperature number? Mm, that's a good question. I would guess no, but that'd be kind of fun to find out. Is there a three one one? What is it? That's called before you dig. And what's oh, eight, and yeah. then what's eight one one? I don't know what eight one one is. What is that? Did they? So I guess the government just said all of the one one numbers are going to be. Maybe. Huh. That's interesting. Right. An emergency line with a one one. Uh, an information line with a one one. A utility line with a one one. Hmm. You remember uh, 101031? No. 101031. You guys don't remember that? It was like mid 90s, really big when collect calling was all the rage. Before we had cell phones with where you can call anywhere, they had 1010, dial 101021. I think John Lithgow was a spokesperson for 101021. Do you guys not remember this? No, say more. I'm listening. It would be like need to call collect. Instead of 1 800 collect, you could call 101021, then the number. And it was just another collect call service that was trying to combat, like, just dialing zero. Or wasn't 1-800-COLLECT-ANOTHER-NUMBER, too? Yeah. I don't know. Or did you guys never call collect? I used to call collect all the time. Not really. I, I would do the emergency breakthrough, though. Remember the, the 1-800-COLLECT commercial? Or we have a collect call from Bob. We had a baby. It's a boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm going to find these 10 Yes, I do remember that. Love them. Okay, great, Steve. <laughs> remember when you used to get a busy signal when you ten ten three two one ad from nineteen ninety nine with John Lithgow. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Am uh, I playing it? I yeah, I'm gonna send it to you. We're gonna have to play it. I after think I the found break. it. Is it this? Here we What's go. this, Dad? Uh, yes. Ten ten three two one. Oh, that ten three two one has changed to ten ten three two one. Yes. But you still get the same great savings. Still saves fifty percent off every call over twenty minutes. Of course, still half price on those long calls to Romeo in New York. Does it save all the time? Sunday, Tuesday, any day. Just dial 10, 10, 3, 2, 1, then 1 and the number. Easy. Easier than laying off this stuff. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. It's tough to say no to. That was an effective commercial. I remember, yeah, they changed it to 10, 10, 3, 2, 1 after being 10, 3, 2, 1. What a journey. <laughs> if you thought, will it get any more interesting than this? Well, coming up after the break, uh, Money Monday is coming up next. Uh, we've got some fun money superstitions. Do you have any? Hmm. About money, about saving, about what's going to make you wealthy. We'll get into it when we come back. Good morning. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Thanks. Everything entertainment. Steve, are you getting excited for Project Down and Dirty Construction? I am getting excited for this. It's going to be so it's going to be so much fun. Oh, and you know what? I have I have some news for you that you don't know about. No. 
Yes, I don't Quay. like that. No, you're going to like this. All right. Well, it's happening at, at Extreme Sandbox, Minnesota. This is in Hastings. It's presented by David at First Equity and Shanhassen yeah. Dinner Theater. So mm-hmm. you can follow along on air, social media, online, November 3rd through the 5th. Here's what will happen. All the weekday hosts will learn to operate heavy construction equipment, what could go wrong, all to raise money for four great charities. Ours is Make-A-Wish Minnesota doing fantastic work. So great to partner with them. You can learn more about Project Down and Dirty Construction at mytalk1071.com. Keyword project. Guess what? What? So we had a little. We we had some uh, some emails going back and forth. You know, it's always a little bit of a scheduling thing with me and Twin Cities Live and all this kind of stuff. And where are we this year? When do I sneak away? When do we maybe do like a live hit from the uh, the site of Project Down and Dirty? I am off Twin Cities Live all of those days. I will be with you the whole wow. time. Now, hopefully, we'll get a camera down there so that we can uh, do a live Twin Cities Live segment or two uh, from Extreme Sandbox, which is just going to be such a blast. But yeah, uh, they're going to have guests That's host awesome. in that day, and I'll be with you. Great. We'll be, we'll be splitting subway uh, party hoagies. Do you think we should carpool? Never. No, I really don't want to do that. I'm I thinking really... of staying at an Airbnb. I'm thinking of staying my dog. Okay. I think that that's great. I really think you should do that because it'll be... It's a long drive. Now, here's my question for you, though. What's your plan with the dog? Like, at 3 p.m., we finish the show, and then they're like, all right, you two, go eat lunch out of a lunch pail because we're going to be like construction workers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our feet will be hanging over the side of a building. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then you'll be like, oh, but I have to go get Buddy because he's ruining something at this Airbnb. Okay, fine. You know, I had some friends that went down to see a show at Treasure Island down in that area, and they couldn't find a place to stay. So they went to some, like, hippie website where you could camp on people's property. Oh, neat. And um, neat. it was clothing optional. So oh. I can hook you up, Donna, if oh, you're great. looking for, like, a place to bring a tent and a dog and, and maybe not that much clothing. Um. I'll get back to you on that. Thanks, okay, Rocco. I'll let you know. Sounds like a plan. Bye. All right. Bye now. That's what? not what I wanted to hit. <laughs> it like, started with an M. It's okay. fine. Maybe we got some mail. Do good. Let's talk about money. Monday, Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Monday, Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly is Steve. Uh, first of all, before I tell you some superstitions around money, I wonder, Donna, you strike me as a real superstitious creature. Hmm. I wonder if you have any of these. But uh, first came across a little article. I'll link both of these up because I want everybody to have more control of their money. Oh, wow, public service. <laughs> but uh, there was an article about if you have something that you want to buy, a really good practice is to attach a goal to it. So that way, Donna, listen, that way Mm -hmm. it is a reward for for something. So let's say you really want that cashmere sweater. Okay. Then you say, you know what? I get the cashmere sweater if I uh, work out three days in the next week. 
for at least 30 minutes. I, I do a 30-minute walk. And then okay. the, the, the purchase becomes more meaningful because there was a road to get there, sure. and it becomes more intentional, which will help you to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, where you realize, did I really want this in the first place? Gotcha. Maybe not, because I ended up waiting seven days or whatever timeline it would require for you to reach that goal. So if you want something, attach it to a goal. Okay. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good, Steve. I know. Now, a list of money superstitions. Rocco, do you focus on your money at all? Is this um, even a thing? You're, you're, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Your appearance concerns me financially. <laughs> right. You know, because I just think, all right, he's spending all of what should be in a 401k on vinyl. Yeah. No, uh, in my uh, relationship, my wife's kind of the money keeper and I'm kind of the money spender. I think you nailed it on that one. (laughs) She has to sit you down and talk to you about your vinyl budget each month. Rocco, remember, we'd like to retire someday. Um, But what will we listen to when we retire, honey? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Um, Okay. So here are some money superstitions. Get a money tree. You heard of this? Um, nope. They say there's a specific type of tree. I saw this whole list at budgetsaresexy.com. There's a specific type of tree called Pachira aquatica. Oh. It's one of the easiest trees that you can keep and grow indoors. And these are called lucky money trees because you sometimes, um, and you'll see like a few of these trees planted next to each other, same pot, the stems then braid together. But the oh, legend, yeah, yeah, it's very pretty. Okay, so you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Uh, legend has it that a farmer back in the day was down on his luck and then brought one of these money trees back home and realized they multiplied and he built a business selling them. Oh. Amazon even sells a nine inch tall money plant for just $10. Really? Fun fact, in the right environment, planted outside, these trees can grow up to 60 feet tall. Uh-oh. Steve Planterson might have a new tree. Oh, you should do it. Bunch of money trees. Aw. Careful which pennies you pick up. Why? You know the phrase, see a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. Well, a penny with heads facing up brings good luck. Mm-hmm. A penny, tails facing oh, yeah. up. Oh, you know that? Yeah, you always want to, like, penny, isn't there an expression, like, a uh, penny it, for your luck? Is it the one I just read? Yeah. A penny Find with a penny, heads. pick it up, all day long it brings good luck? Yeah, maybe that's how it, I, I sounds a little different than what I remembered, but I'll accept that. I don't think in a I car, would, in a car, in a car. Can't go, Chicago. Hmm. Mon. <laughs> I saw a Mon. Montana. Tell me a tall tale, Tana. Montana. Mm. Alaska. I don't know. Alaska. All right. <laughs> That's good dad Thanks. joke. I love it. Donna. Anything um, else? Yeah, I got a bunch more. Okay. Um, how about a money spider in your pocket? I'm talking about money superstitions. Apparently, if a spider crawls into your pocket, then it's known as a money spider. It will bring you good fortune. Some believe dreaming of spiders means money will come into your life soon. Weird. That's weird. Okay. How about if a bird poops on you? That's good luck. That's good luck. The superstitious belief originated in Russia. Ever heard of it? The blue, Never heard of it. Blue bird of happiness bring you good luck? This started in Russia where a bird pooping on you or anything you own has rare odds and is therefore considered good luck. Boy, tell that to my deck. <laughs> right? What are the odds of a bird pooping on you in the United States? Extremely, extremely low, like far less than 1%. 
And I have so, had it happen more than once. And that's why, like Scrooge McDuck, you go home to your multi-level <laughs> estate in West Bloomington. <clears throat> Funny Steve. That's a good thing. Itchy palm. You got an itchy palm? Means palm you're going to come into money. Itch? Yes. That apparently means that money will be coming your way soon. But an itchy palm on the left hand means you're going to be paying out money soon. Don't like that. Uh-uh. Let's talk about three-legged toads. Okay. The feng shui money frog, a.k.a. the three-legged toad, or also known as the jin chan, is a popular Chinese good luck symbol that attracts wealth and prosperity. Jing Lai, our Chinese listener, she knows this. Having one of these toad statues around your house or place of business is a good luck charm. Represents a flow of money. But if you got this three-legged toad, do not place them facing your main door. Never keep them in the bathroom, dining room, bedroom, or kitchen. Wow. That doesn't Very sound like specific. Great okay. Another Russian superstition you ask? Well, you know we have some Russian listeners. Remember a few weeks ago we were getting some Russian emails? Yeah. Pa- uh, Pavel? Yeah, I think so. Okay. If you whistle inside your house, you'll whistle your money away. So if you're at, hanging out at a Russian friend's house, maybe you don't whistle in there. Wow. Whistling is seen as a carefree activity, and if you're too careless at not keeping a concerned eye on your money, it might slip away. Okay. Hold cash during your New Year's Day countdown. Instead of toasting your drink or kissing your partner as the New Year turns, apparently it's good luck to hold some cash when the clock strikes 12. This will bring economic prosperity for the coming year. Hmm. Do you think some people do these things? Yes, I do. I know a lot of superstitious people, actually. I know people who, like, bury that St. Anthony. Oh, to sell the house quick? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do that. All sorts of stuff. Hammer a coin into a wish tree. Okay. Um, It's an old tradition in Scotland and Wales, Charles. To hammer a penny or a small coin into a tree that has fallen over. These landmark wish trees, as they're known, have thousands of pennies nailed into them. And it's believed that after you make a small coin offering, you can leave with a wish. Many people believe that brings financial good fortune. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Here's the lucky money 401k millionaire trick. Um, If you do this right, you'll be lucky enough to accumulate $1 million inside your 401k by the time you're 65. Okay. Here's how it works. If you're in your 20s, all you need to do is set an automatic transfer of $300 into an investment account every month. If you're in your 30s, you'll need to transfer six to $800 per month. If you're in your 40s and you're just starting, mm. you're going to need to make that 1500 to 2000 a month. But once the recurring transfers are set up, all you do is continue living your life. It will magically compound, compounding interest, and you'll have a million dollars to retire with. Okay. Moral of the story, if you're still young, start saving now. Hmm. The ship has sailed for all of us, some more than others. Yep. You hear that, Rocco? Yeah, yeah, Rocco's like sneaky 50. You got to be careful. He might I know. I know, I'm look done. like he's, he's 31. He's spending all his money on like concert tickets and vinyl. eBay shirts. eBay yeah. shirts. Mm-hmm. His, and his wife is out there making an honest living and having <laughs> to like sit him down once a week when he's like, no, but it's a, it's a one of a kind hookah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We Rocco, you've smoked hookah, haven't you? 
Uh, I have uh, went. Uh, yeah, it's not my thing. But. I went to a couple of hookah bars in Southern California. It was I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever done. Tasted terrible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have some news when we come back. Oh, good. Oh. In case you haven't heard, has to do with kids trick or treating this year. Oh Lord. Has Fauci given it the red light? Or the green light. Anna. <laughs> we'll discuss coming up next on My Talk. Yeah. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience featuring DJ Rock Lobster. <laughs> I bring you good news. Okay. Dr. Fauci has given the green light for trick or treating this Halloween. He was talking to, uh, I guess, CNN and said that as long as it's outside, it can be done safely, especially if coronavirus cases continue on their, you know, downward trend. Steve, you are we are not hearing anything you are saying. Uh, That was that was DJ Rock Lobster's phone. Go. I just said all my good stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, no, I said that. That's that's great to hear. And I saw just earlier today a headline that cases nationally are declining. So good. That's wonderful. Good. I know. I don't have any more information whether or not the kids have to wear a mask over their costume or or what have you. But just be smart. You know, social distance, all that good stuff. Okay. All right. What are your kids going to be for Halloween? You know, it's funny. My um, my son said he wants to be a football player. My uh, youngest daughter um, is still trying to uh, figure some things out. And my oldest girl, I, she came down the other day. She's 11. And she has like a play makeup kit. Mm-hmm. And she came down and had gotten these t- crafting t-shirt things from Michael's that she and Lou went out last weekend and got these craft t-shirts with craft pens and pencils and markers that you can just draw up on shirts she had cut holes in all of it here i'm not i'm not like gonna post this on the website but i'll show you a picture so that you can see what i'm talking about i was so impressed she did this all on her own and it looked really good yeah is this that 80s kind of hangy thing where you just put little snippets into it and it creates like an no she did a full zombie costume. Wow, all she on looks her own. amazing. <laughs> she teased her hair. She oh, tore up the I shirt. See. She did blood stains. She did all this darkness around Ooh. her eye. Got gray on her face. Maybe you have a makeup artist. I told or her, a future like, goth kid. Good luck no. with that, Steve. <laughs> I know. Here and and then she like looks just like an angsty teenager in one of these. She did a great job. I was so Steve. impressed. I said, "Honey, you just got to go as the zombie. That's great. That's perfect." By the way, she is growing up fast. I know. Yeah, beautiful young lady. Yes, she is. Shut up, Donna. Sorry, butterfly. (laughs) Kisses. Bedtime girl. Rocco, the story of me listening to that song, I was like, wow, that's a little ham-fisted, don't you think? So then I test drove it a couple years ago while driving into work. I downloaded it. First verse, I was like, all right, easy does it here, Bob Carlisle. And then um, second verse, I'm like, oh, I see where he's kind of going. Third verse, when they hit you with a plot twist, oh. and it's her Typical wedding day. country song. Oh, my gosh. And then he had been giving her butterfly kisses throughout the whole thing, you know? And then when, in the third verse, she grows up, and it's her wedding day, and he can't believe it and all this. And then she leans over and gives him butterfly kisses. Oh, oh Lord in heaven. I know. And then he so dies sad. on the dance floor. Rocco! No, it's not <laughs> about cardiac <laughs> events. 
for the love. God, Steve, just man up. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm going to be a very weak and weepy person. No, oh, you just I can't. love your kids so much, and it's very sweet. It's tough to envision life after them. You know what I mean? Like after they move out? Yeah. Because it makes up such a large part of chunk your life. Yeah. Of your life from the time that you have the first child. So, how, wait, Addie will be in 18 years, Dev will be out of here, let's say, or 17 years. So and Adeline be... will be 28 at that point, which means it's pretty much 30 years mm-hmm. in my situation of having kids as a part of your life. No wonder it seems a little scary of like, what will we do? Yeah, and you'll just, party, <sighs> man. I don't know. You'll do it in the kitchen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> wow. I'm excited. Ah, yeah. Don't turn the disposal on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll 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 find each other again. Yeah, that will certainly require a whole lot less strategery. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Never see my wife check a locked door so much. <laughs> yeah, it's locked. It's locked. Oh, man. Hey, All you know, right, I so... went to a really cool event. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you have more good news? No, I was oh. going to ask you about your event, actually. Oh, yeah. We had a really cool event that we got to go to on Friday night, Elizabeth and I. We had featured this organization on Twin Cities Live. I believe it was back in 2017. And uh, it's called Jack's Basket. Mm-hmm. And they just do such really, really wonderful work. And the cool part of it is it was um, started by a mother who had a baby with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that they realized, and this event happened at the Depot, a uh, great venue, of course, on Friday night. One thing that they realized as they had a baby with Down syndrome was that there were all of these things that happened like at the hospital and within the medical community and how they spoke with them about their baby with Down syndrome mm-hmm. that was not celebratory at all. Mm. And we heard this one, there was a mother who came up and had a baby with Down syndrome uh, within the last year or so. And she talked about how the the doctors were using such apologetic language. I'm so sorry to tell you that. Right. And what they're trying to do in a really simple way is to change the narrative around when news is shared that a family is expecting a baby with Down syndrome or sometimes testing prior to doesn't catch it and someone finds out at the moment of delivery that the baby has Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. that that is a baby worthy of celebration like any baby is right and so it was cool i mean there were there were there was a doctor there who spoke about how he's working within the medical community to try to change the language and how this news is communicated because when the news is communicated with negative language that becomes a flashbulb memory we've talked about that before with the free brian williams podcast how big events in your life like, where were you during 9-11? That's a flashbulb memory. And when doctors use negative language around that, it becomes this negative flashbulb memory as opposed to simple ways of celebrating these beautiful babies yeah, that have Down so syndrome. Cute. I'm looking at their website right now, and these kids are just so precious. They are. And so what they do is they put together these baskets, which are then delivered to families um, who find out prior to that they have a, they're expecting a baby who has Down syndrome or have just delivered and found out that they have a baby who has Down syndrome. What they do is they send them these baskets, and they are these celebratory baskets of this is wonderful and you are you are welcoming this beautiful new addition to your family and they uh, kept talking about the the phrase you make me better 
And so they were they were encouraging you throughout the night. You know, if you know a family who has someone who has Down syndrome, get to know that family, ask questions, be interested, engage with them. And the the overwhelming, overwhelming above ninety percent of people who are um, asked about the, these parents who have babies who have Down syndrome, all of them say they wouldn't undo the diagnosis if they could because it has shown them this new sort of beauty and unabashed joy in life. And so anyway, it was, you know, sometimes you go to an event and uh, you're like, oh man, I have an event that I have to go to. And it feels like another thing on your calendar. This just really felt, um, I felt honored to be there because you heard of the beautiful mission started by a family who received news in a way that they thought no other family should hear news this way. They should This should be celebrated. And then you see all these beautiful lives that are recognized. And it was just this really, really lovely thing. So I encourage you, you can go to jacksbasket.org. Um, it's named after um, their son, Jack. And so, so now sweet. they send these celebration baskets. So it was just really, really wonderful to be a part of that event on Friday night. Jacksbasket.org. And it's great, too, uh, for people who have never heard of the organization. If they have yeah. a similar situation in their their life, this yes. is a great awareness. Yes. Know someone who should know about them. Let them know. Yeah, yes. Sure. Oh, thanks, Steve. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. And uh, DJ Rock Lobster, you want to meet back here with us tomorrow at 9? I'll be, no, I'll be here at 10. Oh, okay. okay. Be, That's fine. be a slacker, whatever. Donna. You're too hip for the room. We